0: Are Jazz going to win some games? Yeah, a lot. First time we're using that drop because it can apply right now as the Jazz take down the Oklahoma City Thunder and will take on the Kings tonight. This is Round Ball Roundup on UtahJazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga. We're going to talk NBA 75, which is actually an NBA 76, greatest players of all time, Monday. I got a voter, and... We're going to talk about it with them because today it's all about the commissioner, Adam Silver. Mr. Commissioner joins Round Ball Roundup. I wasted his time for 10 minutes, got into a nice little bit on Dwayne Wade, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. you want to catch that. But first, review the game. Because finally we have regular season basketball that counts in the standings 1-0 and right now. And it was an event Wednesday. It was fun to be in the arena to see all the names, the people who were there, Memento Kerr, the last team that went to conference finals. He was on that squad, and the line was long to talk to him for the meet and greet. Then uh, I will be taking Tony Finau's advice to Dwayne Wade out on the golf course this weekend, hopefully trying to break 100 because I'm that bad. And the commissioner was in the building. And that's the point. It was an event. It was big. It was spectacular. And to point to anything, with the commissioner and his travel schedule choosing to be in Utah, he was in San Francisco last night for the Clippers-Warriors game. Like many in the league, they know that the Jazz are going to be good. And that's the headline from Wednesday's game. Jazz are just going to be better than other teams. Oklahoma City is not in the same neighborhood. They're not in the same block. They're away. They're rebuilding. And the Jazz showed it from the tip off. They launched 47 threes and only shot 30%, and they won the game by 20 So, as far as winning games in the regular season, they're going to be able to do that. They are so much better than the bottom crop of the league. And like I was doing this with, graphic design extraordinaire, Ben Barnes, you know him from looking at the NBA 75 logo. He was a part of that design. Looking through the schedule, like just doing a a crude win-loss, there aren't a lot of losses on the schedule until you play teams in the neighborhood. The Nets, the Bucks, which you'll see next week, the Nuggets on TNT Tuesday, those teams are ones that can give the Jazz. Problems. It was good to have basketball. It was good to see, even with Donovan starting out, I think one of eight in the first half, just two points. He rounds out in the second, still keeps shooting, and the entire team kept shooting to trust the offense and system enough to continue to launch it. The numbers will show they can shoot a higher percentage and you get more points. So I was not shocked by the result. Glad to be in the building. Sometimes people ask me, Hey, are you going to be at Jazz Games this year? Yeah, a lot. Gonna go? Yeah, a lot. As always, five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. And here's the deal check us out on YouTube. The Utah Jazz channel has my interview with Justin zanuck up on the YouTube right now. And also this interview with Adam Silver. You can see our fogged-up glasses online on YouTube. But I will say, just as a precursor to the talk with the commissioner, very important person. Two, he was the one that got me this week watching YouTube clips of Earl Pearl Monroe. I saw when he talked to NBA Today earlier this week. One of his favorite players was the Pearl. I'm so glad that the NBA is celebrating legends of past, having an entire group of people voting on this, getting the discussion started. I'm not so interested in figuring out a GOAT, finding out if you're a Jordan or LeBron guy, snubs, list Twitter, not my favorite Twitter, but finding out about players of your that get others attracted to this sport is fun. Seeing, and this is probably the, nerdiest basketball thing that I've ever said seeing a West unselled outlet pass is fun for me so I was glad to do a little bit of deep dive in NBA 75 like I said Monday's podcast will be all about 75 which is actually 76 and we'll dive deep into that John and Carl and the likes check out those clips if you have a second and do the reverse from Stockton Malone do Malone to Stockton where John is cutting to the hoop and scoring for a layup. It's, as Pat Riley described, a perfect offensive system. Dive into YouTube over the weekend. Please do. But enjoy my conversation with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, a man who goes across topics as we discuss change in leadership and current players on the team, the commish.
1: I'm smiling here. Only people knew. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: am, I am too. Uh, they could see it through our eyes right now. You can see my glasses fogging up. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you. Last time we talked, the All-Star Game was announced here in Salt Lake City. It was a completely different world. Completely different lead voice with the Millers. Did you ever imagine that there would be a new ownership group in place here in Utah?
1: Honestly, I didn't. I mean, I've been around the league long enough to know that transitions inevitably take place um, for all kinds of reasons, but um, I didn't see this coming. Um, I knew Ryan Smith um, through a league relationship that we have with Qualtrics um, and we were friendly. I knew that he was a diehard NBA fan and a partner of the Utah Jazz. But I got that call one day um, from Gail and Greg Miller and with Ryan, and said that they had just shaken hands on a deal um, to transfer the franchise. But uh, at the same time, I know I heard directly from Gail and Greg that they felt like they were selling the team to someone in the family. You know, someone who was already a partner, was of the community, and, and the Miller family, of course, I, I just had a chance to say hi to Gail, and it's not like they went anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm surprised, but at the end of the day, I'm also really happy because it made sense for the Miller family and it made sense for Ryan and his family.
0: It's not out of the ordinary to have players involved, but one in Dwayne Wade, one of the legends of the game, is in the ownership group. How has the player involvement in your Board of Governors influenced the way things are running now?
1: It's been very helpful. I mean, whether it's been Grand Hill in Atlanta, of course, Michael Jordan is a principal owner. Um, we've had Shaquille O'Neal out in Sacramento, um, David Robinson in San Antonio. And I think it's it's very healthy at the end of the day for the, for the league. I would say in the case of Dwayne Wade, this goes back many years. I mean, even when he was in the prime of his career, um, he used to somewhat jokingly say to me, um, and this was before even I was commissioner, I was probably deputy commissioner at the time, he would say, um, you're gonna be working for me one day. I mean, he, he always aspired um, to be an owner in this league and to have that perspective at the table of someone who um, has played, understands um, the league from a player standpoint. Um, of course, having him directly involved in this franchise is very meaningful because he can help Ryan and his partners, guide them you know, in understanding of how to win which Dwayne knows how to do, obviously. So it, it it's great for the whole basketball ecosystem. And it's one thing for players too, that when they come into this league, they not only can aspire to be coaches, general managers, team presidents one day, broadcasters, but also be in ownership. So um, it, I'm thrilled.
0: Donovan Mitchell has taken a lead voice for being a champion of causes and this league is not Uh, shied away from that. How have you enjoyed that collaboration with stars, Donovan Mitchell, and others around the league?
1: I particularly enjoyed it when it is a collaboration. I think that on the issues around social justice in particular, there's a long, long track record of of this league of standing up um, for issues of racial equality, human rights, um, you know, generally um, fair conditions for all not just in this country um, but everywhere, and I think that the fa- the fact that seeing that trend continue to this generation of players um, where they feel comfortable finding their voice um, you know through their activities in the communities, through social media it, it, it to me it's it's part of the DNA of this league um, and has been for a long time and Donovan to me is just the the latest example of a young man who um, has been incredibly thoughtful about these issues, and it's obviously in his case, it's not just his speech, but his actions, um, things he's done in this community, things he's done in his home community back in Connecticut. Um, amazingly impressive young young man, and um, and I, and I particularly, as you said, appreciate the partnership. And I know Ryan, uh, you know, uh, has been um, very forceful on these issues as well. I know. It's, these, are, these are issues near and dear to his heart. And so I think it's, it's why um, there's such a strong partnership between the players and, and management here in, in Utah.
0: There's a great international flavor for this team with Rudy Gobert being a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA. How do those players help expand the reach of the NBA into markets like France and other places? Um,
1: frankly just as you might imagine that um, when people can find connections with players whether it's here in the U.S. because a player um, comes from their same hometown or played at a college in their state or played to the school or for the school they went to um, it just creates that much more engagement and when you have whether it's a French player or a Spanish player you know players from around the world playing in this league and it's something like Getting close to 25% of this league, of players in this league, were born outside the United States, and that's what creates this really strong global following. To the point now where our games are distributed. I, I I used to use the word broadcast, but as you know, it comes in all forms these days. But our games are distributed in 215 countries and territories, which is essentially the whole world. And and that strong engagement really comes by those connections directly to our players.
0: Let you go on this because you mentioned the broadcast before uh broadcasts were so widely available, NBA seventy five, all these great players from years past. You grew up a Knicks fan. What what does this mean? What does this mean for you in celebrating the legends of the game now?
1: I just want to clarify I did grow up a grow Knicks fan, up, yeah. but when I came to the league, I became very neutral about all teams. But it's it's really fun to celebrate the 75th anniversary. I mean, I'm enjoying reading all the different lists that the media is creating around who the 75 greatest are and then ranking who's the, the top five and things like that. Um, you know, certainly I have some of my childhood favorites. Earl Monroe is one of them, you know, is, was that 73 championship, um, the Knicks. Um, I, I was uh, growing up in the New York area at the time and, and certainly I remember that team and walt clyde frazier in the backcourt with earl monroe and so it's what, what i think is also so special about this league is that because it's 75 years it's not 150 years you have essentially some of our very greatest ever are still around and you can right. talk to them about the game i mean bill russell comes to mind i always say it's like if you were a baseball fan you can talk to babe ruth <laughs> and and so that's what's especially fun. I mean, we've, we've, of course, very sadly lost some of our, our, our great players, but a lot of them are not just around, but they're active in the league. They, Bob Cousy is someone who is, um, must be in his early 90s, who I talk to on a regular basis and hear him telling about back in the day. And what I also love in this league is the transfer from generation to generation. It's also one of the great things about having Dwayne Wade around this team is that these young players learn so much from the players that came before, before them. And then appreciate how much harder things were for in the early days of the league. So it's wonderful to have this celebration. Um, and and I've, I've also truly enjoyed a lot of the highlights that as we talk about these players, whether it's short shorts and everything else it's been fun to watch Stockton and Malone yes. is some of the highlights. So it, it's great for, for, for fans it's, and it's great for all of us, even at the league office.
0: I did a deep dive on Earl the Pearl because he is the only person to take Pearl as a nickname from Pelé, the soccer star during the NASL. I didn't know that. Yes. They were both named Pearl, and Earl the Pearl told them there's only one Pearl in New York. You know,
1: I remember growing up, as, as big a star as Pelé was coming to New York, Earl the Pearl Monroe was the big star yes. at the time. And I, I think I can understand. Th- these days he would have trademarked it, you know, wouldn't yeah. so <laughs> think that way back then.
0: An NFT, maybe. He
1: would have had an NFT, no <laughs> question around the Pearl. But uh, I see that. And I have to say one more thing about um, um, Earl Monroe, just because you mentioned him. There's a new, brand new school um, in New York City, in the Bronx, named after Earl Monroe, which is um, a school that is, Created for young people who want to work in basketball, like you and me, yes. but who aren't players. And wh- whether for broadcasters, um, administrators at the league office, marketers, salespeople, communications people, it's it's a charter school. And but the but the goal is to use basketball as a platform for these young people, boys and girls, to get great educations. And it's named after Earl Monroe. And he and I were there together two weeks ago for the opening. So. I, I was I was just honored to be there, but I, I think it just goes to show how big this game can be and how we can influence young people even when their goal isn't to play on the court, it's just to have jobs like you and I have. To.
0: Well, and I'm glad I have them. I'm thank glad you. I get to talk to you here on Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Commissioner, That's thank you, you so much. Nice to be
1: here.